back. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast, everybody. I am your host, as always, Austin. And this week, uh, I have another awesome guest on. Uh, my friend Burke is joining me. When we, you know, we we went into this discussion, uh, <clears throat> kind of wanting to talk about a lot of gear, you know, in light of things that have been discussed pretty heavily on on the old social medias lately. There's a, there's always so much discussion and so much heartburn, unfortunately, right? Um, uh, from, from all kinds of dudes, uh, with all kinds of different experience levels and everything about what kind of gear you should run and why you should run it a certain way. And, uh, you know, lately it's like, you know, how many magazines should you run? You should have, uh, three is not nearly enough. And, you know, seven is, everyone needs to have seven because that's seven or eight or something. And that's like the standard infantryman's fighting loadout. So that's what you have to always have. And, there's certainly a lot of, you know, uh, rationale and justification behind why people feel the way they do about those, those, those opinions. Um, and, and as a result, that's how guys, you know, they, they run their kit accordingly based off of either a, their life experiences. So, you know, if they were, uh, if they were in the Marines and that's what they did in the Marines, that's, that's what they do now because that's all they know. Uh, and then there's a lot of guys that they learn that, you know, they, they learn how to do things one way and they get out in the civilian world and they're, they're less restricted by, uh, rules and regulations and things like this, SOP, whatever have you. And they, they change their opinion. And a lot of guys, myself included, and I've never done anything very spectacular, but are of the mindset that it, it depends, you know, really what you carry, what, what gear you use, how you set it up, how you stage your gear, what you reload from all that crap. It all, it depends on your use case and your end mission goal, you know, what, what you look like, how it works for you, what's going on. So that's really what our, what our conversation, uh, you know, is, is about today. And it's something that a lot of guys talk about. A lot of guys have questions about, especially, you know, for, for people new to the shooting community, the training community, the prepping community, right. Or even people that may not be new to shooting. Maybe you've been shooting your, your whole life, but you know, uh, recent events have led you to be more concerned with your personal level of preparation. And you're, you know, you're a civilian practitioner of a lot of this stuff now, and you're looking for information and insight and to some degree, some validation and justification behind you know, what you think to be true, or maybe you're looking for somebody to change your mind. I think that all of those things are good and all those things are necessary to have a well-rounded view of how all this works and, and are paramount obviously to, to a more prepared mindset. I think that this was a really, really good conversation. And I think that you guys are really going to enjoy listening to it and definitely enjoy Burke's insight you know, drawing off his own experiences and things like that. And we talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We jump around. It was a really good, really solid conversation. He's a, he's an excellent dude. You guys are, like I said, you're really going to dig it. Before I, you know, jump on over to my conversation that I had, though, uh, I need to stop for a second here and say thank you, as always, to our presenting sponsor here at the Prepared Mindset Podcast, EclipseHolsters.com. Guys, it's crazy, but we've been working with Eclipse for a little over six months now, uh, and it's a great partnership. They are a fantastic company, and they make a great product. What's even better is that they're always looking to add more molds. They're always looking to to fill gaps to offer you know products like like their Zero G that don't require a holster or a holster clip or belt clip, whatever, to successfully 
uh, protect your firearm and enable you to carry your firearm. Comes with Velcro. You can, you know, carry it on the inner lining. Maybe you're a lady. You wear some yoga pants. They got that inner that hip pocket. You can stitch some Velcro in there. You can carry that way. Maybe you have a vertex bag like I do, like a commuter bag or something, and you want to carry your firearm and your your mag sources and things like that. They they have options for all of that. Maybe you're just looking for an in the waistband holster. You know, they're Delta holster. They're serious. Great options with lights, without lights, uh, with the Delta wing for added concealment. They have all kinds of great options and they're just stellar products and, you know, totally pun intended. They're just love space. And you'll notice a lot of the products there are named after space related things and themes and, uh, just a really, really cool company. They hooked us up with a discount code prepared mindset. That's all one word prepared mindset. It's going to save you guys 20% off your order, and they guarantee that in three business days or less, it will be in the mail on its way to you. Spend over $99. They're going to upgrade you to free FedEx two-day shipping, which is just even cooler. You know, if you're buying a holster and a mag pouch or maybe you're going the whole gamut because you just bought a firearm and you need a holster and a mag carrier and a concealed carry belt, they got core con- concealment belts. Again, code prepared mindset 20% off your entire order no questions asked and they have a satisfaction guarantee lifetime guarantee on their holsters so if you don't like it if something fails something goes wrong you are covered no questions asked Jess and her team will take outstanding care of you head over to eclipseholsters.com check out what they got going on also need to point out we have a patreon page folks we launched the Patreon a couple months ago as a next step to help us grow and to help kind of offset some of the cost of what we do here. And also to give you guys access to a little bit more information. You know, we do one episode a week uh, here on the podcast, and we also do, you know, posts and pictures and videos on, on Instagram. The Patreon takes all that a step further. There are articles on there, pictures, there are exclusive videos. We've made right now, all of our targets on there are public. So check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. There's our cold start target on there. We have a site picture target. I just put up a dry fire target that's A and C zone only at a one third scale. Um, you know, we're going to be putting a lot more resources and things up there uh, for you to access. And if you're a patron, you get even more access. Uh, so Again, head over to patreon.com. It's in our link tree on Instagram. Again, patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. Consider subscribing, uh, become a patron, help support us and, you know, get even more access to all this really cool information that we're, we're trying to push out to to everybody. That is officially the end of my spiel, uh, prior to my, uh, my discussion, uh, with Burke here. So I'm going to jump on over to that and, uh, Hope you guys dig it. Here we go. Hey man, how's it going? What's going on, man? Doing well yourself? Oh, not too bad. I'm I'm happy to to finally get you on the pod. I feel like the first time you and I actually uh, talked about bringing you on was like it might have been sometime last year, honestly. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was sometime last yeah. year. Um, um, I had a lot of stuff going on, so yeah. No, I mean, I know you're busy. Uh, a lot of the people we bring on are. So I, I mean it's just funny, you know, some of this stuff, I get messages from people I reach out to and it's like four months later, they're like, Oh, Hey, sorry, just saw this, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, um, so one of the, and it's funny cause like, I've seen a ton of posts blowing up on, on like social media lately, uh, probably always, but especially lately around like gear. And I think right now 
the one thing everyone's mind is like how many magazines you should carry and why and, and justify your opinion. But yeah, I saw your I saw your most recent post about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we talk about that like several times. We've had several discussions back and forth about, you know, kit and things and and you know, you've reached out about like a bunch of other stuff, honestly, like CQB things and, and stuff like that, uh, that I've put up. So, um, let's just start, if you can like real quick, just give like a brief intro of, you know, who you are and, and a little bit of what you do. And then we're going to jump into some of this. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm full-time law enforcement. Um, been doing it for, um, like around the seven year mark and, um, so left the bigger agency, went to a smaller one um an investigatory unit and um we're a one-stop shop so um it's just one of those things with smaller agencies your your responsibilities kind of expand um because you just don't have the support systems like you do at bigger places so sure. um we we kind of this is this is a pro and a con we we kind of get to um dictate um a lot of the policy and procedure that we end up having to um, work under exist under um, just for the fact the sheer fact that either it hasn't happened um, so no one's ever thought hey we need to think of these things that we need what we're going to use how we're going to use those things how we're going to utilize ourselves Um, and luckily um, kind of where I've ended up this position I've fallen into um, and this place that I've ended up in, um, they're very receptive to that. Um, so it's great. I work with a lot of good people that are also super receptive to kind of getting with the times. Um, so that's basically where I'm at. Um, I can't delve too, too, too deep into, uh, what I do. Um, but it's, uh, it's just a pretty, uh, like I said, one-stop shop investigatory unit. And, um, um, we, we do anything from the most basic law enforcement to um, the pretty in-depth investigations and threat assessments, stuff like that. So, I mean, so it kind of sounds like you see, you see a fair amount of everything. I mean, is that, is that a similar role to what you were doing at the other agency you were at or was, um, yes, or was that kind yes, of the reason so. you left was to get more exposure? So um, I kind of threw myself into everything that I could at the bigger agency. Um, wasn't, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I kind of explored a little bit of everything. Um, did some, uh, we call it TD will be in TD wide, um, temporary assignments kind of Mm -hmm. all over the, and, um, to include, um, Marshall's task force stuff. Um, I was on a dignitary protection team. Um, that was a, that was a unit with it itself that, that I was in. Um, but, um, detectives office stuff, just tried to immerse myself in as many different things as I could to try to figure out really what I wanted to do for the next 20 to 25 years. Um, and obviously 2020 happened and, um, tested a lot of people's patience in especially big city policing. And, um, I had a front row seat to some things that, um, were, were big news. And I just really didn't love the way that, that things ended up unfolding and didn't want to be in that position myself if if they ever unfolded on me and my family. So I decided to uh, transition to a smaller agency, 
Um, and man, I, I couldn't be happier, to be honest with you. And I think that's the story of a lot of guys right now. I was just going to say, yeah, I think a lot of people did that. Yep. It, that, that's a fact, man. And, and you know, it, it's, it is different. Uh, small agency stuff is, um, man, it's one of those things to where you, you, if you've done it for a while, you bring all the experience of the things that you dealt with um, as a city cop. And sometimes it's hard to, to make that transition to, to recognize some of the things you, you really can't do um, as frequently in a, in a small agency role. But it also, sure. it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, a two-sided coin because you got things that you, that you would have never been able to do um, at a big agency that all of a sudden you have no one basically telling you no. So you've got people that are willing to allow you to do things that um, would have never happened at a big agency. Like just an example being um, outside training, um, which is a huge problem. It's talked about all the time on social media in terms of law enforcement, um, where guys are told no um, at big agencies, especially. Um, Really? I would have have been the opposite because you would, well, I mean, you would assume big agency, big budget. Well, the problem with big agencies is a lot of times uh, there are going to be X amount of people that just straight up do not want to do any more than the bare minimum. And then you're going to have the other group of people that are, you know, it's cool to to do a little more training and learn something new, but they're not going to go out of their ways to do it. You know, um, you know, if it's mandated, it's something that the department has adopted uh, for some, some type of mandated training or in-service, um, they're not going to complain about it and they'll, they'll take something away from it. Um, and then you have the small group, which I would say make up probably less than 10% that actively seek training and are the ones that are trying to create programs, um, to get more people on board, get more uh, officers to adopt, um, that mindset, um, so it's and it, you got to think about budgetary too. The difference between sending a thousand people or more to to a course versus sending ten is astronomical. So, um, like I said before, I'm I'm lucky to be somewhere um, to where uh, our command staff are very receptive to the ideas that we bring them if uh, they accept that if they think that we know a little bit more about a certain subject or an area than they do, and we bring them evidence to support it, they will, they'll fly, you know, they'll fly with it. And um, it's, uh, it's hard to get them to say no to stuff here. So um, um, I'm, that's I'm pretty awesome. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, in, in a lot of lines of work, that's not, <laughs> you don't find leadership that's that open-minded about right. Right. I mean, basically anything, but especially stuff where it's like seeking outside help for um, improvement on <clears throat> on what you're doing. I, I know, like I work in finance, and we don't we don't <laughs> we don't seek outside help for fucking anything, you know. So that's definitely a rare thing. I can only imagine, uh, probably even more so in law enforcement, like you're saying, with just how how things are handled and how uh, how things are managed right uh with agencies and um especially you know i think 2020 kind of just highlighted it not that it wasn't already an issue right but just how everything's driven by liability rather than uh looked at from 
looked at from a, a point of how can we, you know, best uh, equip the people that are that are working here or are working under us, whatever, you know, to to do their jobs. Jared, Jared and I talk about this a lot. Jared uh, from from Orion talk. We we talk about this all the time. Um, that and and he preaches this to everyone that he really really gets in contact with in in terms of people that are in law enforcement is that basic basic academies and in-service and mandated trainings even if they are positive training that that isn't you know stone age training Mm -hmm. it's reason for existing is a deferment of liability i mean right wrong or indifferent the only reason that training is mandated by a, an agency, whether or not it's good training, is to defer liability back onto that officer. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, so that later on, if you do something wrong or you do something right and everyone else thinks that it's wrong or has a problem with it, they can say, well, they were trained this way. They were trained not to do that. They were trained to do that. And then at that point, it's all on you. you you're you're holding the buck. So, um, it, you know, it's just a difficult thing to accept for a lot of people, uh, in this profession, or they just don't even think about it that. Yeah. I think training that's offered just isn't, you have to consider a who's deciding what training you're taking. Um, B most of the people that, that are taking the training, the officers that are taking the training, um, they don't know what's good or bad training because they haven't been exposed, yeah. you know, anything else. They haven't been exposed to another experience. So um, you have to be you have to be careful um, in terms of, you know, that snake oil that's out there. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's that's a that's even worse. Right. Is that you have people who are out there, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm not law enforcement. I, I, I never served in the military, but uh, common sense would would dictate or point you in the direction of, of kind of realizing, right. That, uh, if you're doing your job well, you're invested in trying to perform well and do things the right way, you know, we'll see that in quotes, like the right way. Those are all things you should think about. And I've, I've heard it from a lot of people that work in law enforcement, uh, or, or work with law enforcement from a training perspective, right. That, you know, they, the, sometimes the people that you see, they come through those basic academies or some of these training classes, they know one firearm, they know one kind of belt, they know one kind of, you know, uh, the armor carrier setup, whether that's like a covert, you know, uh, slick setup because their department, whatever, doesn't want them to, to wear anything that looks too tactical, or if it's just, you know, Hey, this is what we were given. This is all, this is all I know. And I've never questioned it. I've never looked into you know, anything beyond that, that could, that could further this and make it better. Yeah. Right. It's it's, it's the, it's the, we've always done it this way concept is, um, and, and even if you're, if you're not thinking about it from, from like a negative standpoint in, in that the people that aren't saying that to be a dick or aren't saying that because they're lazy, but they're saying it because they've literally never been exposed to anything else. They don't Mm -hmm. even know that there's something else out there. Um, and you know, bad on them for not trying to better themselves or trying to discover, you know, that there, that there are things in terms of equipment that can help them do their job better. But 
sometimes it's not always an intentional thing. I don't think. I, I think sometimes yeah. it's just that you know you're talking just, about guys that you don't work know what you don't one know. Person, go home, and they they don't even consider that there's this world of of you know uh, training training courses um, that there's all this open source information that there are countless companies that are making equipment to better serve them um, so that they could do a better job on the street. No, absolutely. And it, I don't want to say that the gear is going to make the difference in a life or death situation, but I mean, it could, you know, I mean, um, and I I mean that in the regard that if you have something that's going to better enable you to perform your, perform your job function, you know, uh, so maybe it's a uh, you know, holster, right? That's going to keep the the firearm more secure. Uh, it's going to retain it. You know, I was just at a training class last weekend and watched a a Glock fly to somebody's holster because it just wasn't a a good a good holster. You know, retention's an issue. Um, or you know, setting up gear on their on their their plate carrier or whatever they have them that's going to you know, maybe if they position things differently, it's going to allow them to, to deploy whatever, whether it's a taser or uh, a second magazine or, or whatever they have, right, faster, more efficiently, they, they could end up enabling them to come home safe, uh, be more right. effective, yeah. uh, you just perform their duty better. Man, right? you can, so uh, there's something that I, I've always used when, um, and, and I haven't done this as long as a lot of people have. And, um, I, I, but I think a lot of people are going to agree with this is that, um, you can take a look at how a, an officer, um, a patrol officer, especially carries their handcuffs, um, the positions that their handcuffs are in and how their handcuffs are positioned in a pouch. Like if say if they have an open top pouch, um, which direction those arms, those, you know, those, uh, the side that actually spins, is sitting mm-hmm. and guys that don't put their cuffs back in pouches the same way all the time. So guys that guys that do guys that pay attention to that stuff and recognize the way they grab their cuffs and how they end up in their hands and will put their cuffs back the same way. Every time will take care of their cuffs. You can tell that their, their pouches are in positions that are useful to them that they can access whether they're standing on the ground in a fight, whatever. Um, Simple things like that uh, reflect in terms of, I think, overall, um, I'm trying to think of a way to say it, the kind of the basis, the baseline of like how they, uh, how they do their jobs. Because if, if, you're, if you have that mindset that you want to, if you're going to get those cuffs out and you need those cuffs and it's time yeah. to take care of business and put somebody in restraints, you don't want to spend time fucking with your handcuffs because one's rotated the other way or that you're reaching for a pouch where you can't get to it. So even starting to recognize things like that, well, maybe my handcuff pouch isn't in great position. Hey, I need to see how I take my handcuffs out of this pouch to see how they end up in my hand when I'm deploying them. Stuff like that. If, if, if more cops started to consider things, even as simple as that, um, we'd be a whole lot better off. But unfortunately, um, there, there is a segment uh, of law enforcement that just doesn't even consider little facets of things like that. Um, so trying to get law enforcement or civilians, I know we're talking about cops a lot, but 
to to consider very simple things like you see guys that are complete soup sandwiches that have mags and shit like barely hanging on in pouches with like one strip of molly like you know and they're they're i mean i've seen guys with shit like that putting out information or what they think think is information on the internet and people commenting on it so it's i think where i'm going with this is it's it's like you have to have a mindset first i think and and start to consider all of these things uh and think about what's important and maybe a, a better way to utilize stuff that you already have yeah. um because you're, you're already you're already ahead of the game you're ahead of the curve if you start taking advantage of and utilizing the things that you already have in a way that benefits you or doing it properly or i mean at the very least be i would say open-minded to input from folks that may have something to offer that is of value. So, um, you know, for instance, Hey man, you know, maybe think about running your, your tourniquet here, or do you really need to have, cause I mean, <clears throat> especially on the civilian side, and I guess I've seen some stuff in law enforcement, you know, and it's social media. So, I mean, who knows how much of this is actually staged or whatever, but where guys will just mount up as much shit as they can possibly, you know, muster on their, on their, their plate carrier or on their belt. It's wrecky, know? dude. Fine. And, and it's, it's like, it's wrecky kit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Some people, I feel like they, that word doesn't mean what they think it means. You know, um, it means whatever it means, whatever you need it to mean, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's that, that like, uh, omnipresent term that can just cover all bases like i mean cool have what you what you need certainly um but i mean are you as a civilian right are you really going to need uh you know eight pairs of flex cuffs and you know 16 chem sticks and three pistol mags and two rifle mags and you know uh a a k-bar in your whole it's gonna be a really bad day it's gonna be the worst day of your life yeah, if that's the, I mean, hey, if that's what you need, hey man, get down. But I feel like that's that's more appropriate for somebody who's conducting, you know, raids or something in law enforcement would, would have something more to that effect. And I don't even think they would have that many magazines. I could be totally wrong. I don't know. But you know, I, yeah, I mean, it might be a hot take. Um, and, and I mean, there's guys that, that are much more versed in this stuff than I am. Um, so I can just, I can only speak from my experience and, and I don't like, I do not like speaking from a position of authority. Um, or I, I really don't, uh, there's a lot of cliches that, that can be used, but, um, I think that a big problem is that no one considers like you might have great sources, right? But mm-hmm. nobody ever considers, well, why is this person doing that this way? Where, what background do they have? Um, yeah, they could be they wrong. Have, right. Did they have a different background before what they do now? Is that influencing how they choose to do things now, the things they choose to, to wear on their kit, the things they choose to carry, the type of kit they choose to use? Um, because those things, like the guys that really know what they're talking about will tell you that it's never static and it's, it's always going to be something that's fluid. And that you might have XYZ kit locked in, 
and you know exactly what's supposed to be in each one and what you don't want to carry, what you do want to carry and why, um, those are the guys that you should really listen to. And, um, I mean, guys like, uh, like Blake, uh, yeah. Blake Flanner, I mean, the job, the jobs that he did, um, in the Marine Corps, he knows he, I mean, he did it forever. He knows like without even thinking about it, you could, you could tell him, Hey, this is your, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. This is not plan. This is how long you're going to be gone. This is what you might experience when you get there. And this mm-hmm. is what you need to get out. And he can tell you exactly what you take with him. And he probably has a kit built for it, to be honest with you. I mean, um, yeah, I was, was going to say, he's probably already, as you're explaining to him, what, what you got going on, he's probably thinking in his head what he needs and, and, and building sure. it as he's doing it. Right. And, and guys like that are, are the people that, um, um, stuff, uh, stuffs and pews, another great example. Um, his job's very different. Um, you know, you're talking about a, a SWAT guy and guys like that, that have the experience in, in one area, but have to deploy different things at different times based on what type of operation they're, they're doing or mission they're doing are the, are the guys that I think people should really listen to um, because they, they recognize that it's not always going to be the same thing. Um, and the guys that tell you straight up, Oh no, no, bro. You need, you need more than three mags always, or you need more than six mag, or you need less than six mags always never carry that many mags or carry that many mags or whatever, or you need to carry 25 tourniquets or one tourniquet only or whatever that, that stuff's like, and social media is consumed by it and it's really it's really obnoxious it's honestly why i don't really like i don't fuck with social media all that much but um but i mean there's a a lot of that out there man i i think that you nailed it there because a lot of people especially on the civilian side and this is the great to the great detriment i mean there's been a lot of really good information and good ideas and good kit that have been born on, I'll say like the civilian side of things, just because we have the freedom to experiment with gear and kit and performance shooting and things like that without being restricted by some policies and, and, and things that the military and law enforcement have to work with. However, (laughs) uh, the great detriment to the civilian side of the conversation is that there are just some people that just become mouthpieces for their favorite social media, you know, influencer or icon. And, and in some instances that, that individual, they may be former law enforcement. They may be former military that work within a very specific skill set. And if those individuals aren't, I don't want to say aren't smart enough, but if they are only preaching to do things, you know, one way, like, Hey, I was a ranger. We did it this way. And this is, you know, what I'm telling everybody to do. Some people, a lot of people really on the civilian side, they like hang on to that shit. And they're like, well, oh, yeah, right. well, well, the reality is, man, that that intellect is is driven by experience and education. So if you're if your experience is that you were 70, 75th guy and you were deployed to Afghanistan and Syria X amount of times. Yeah, your your mindset's probably going to be uh, quite a bit different than you know the the five-year law enforcement guy that's done a couple 
temporary assignments in narcotics that goes and does grades every months, you know? Um, So your, your intellect is important, but it's only, it's only as good as what, what you're, you've been educated on and what your experience is. Um, So I think that's a big problem with the internet, with social media is that people get so offended and I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's just like the trust me, bro mentality, but people get so, so offended by, by anyone telling them, Hey, there might be a better way to do that or not even a better way. There's a different way to do that. And the other thing people get offended by um, that just cracks me up. Um, I mean, you see it in the comment section of uh, like Orion posts all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not just Orion. I, I know the guys. And um, so I, that's why I'm using it as an example. Um, you've, you've got people that are offended by folks that are willing to tell you, hey, there's a hundred ways to skin this cat. Like, let's talk about all of them. Why would yeah. anyone ever get offended by people that want to that want to open up that conversation and say, hey, maybe, you know, a different way that we're not even talking about. Well, let's talk about that. But there are people out there that get offended by that because they I, I don't know if it's like people, people that talk about the term gatekeeping, um, like some of that, some of the terminology is kind of silly to me. Um, but um, I don't know if that's what it is. And people I, mean, just, I think I think it's a lot of ego too. I think that some guys want to present themselves and be seen in a <clears throat> in kind of a I don't know, like an expert light. Like they want to be recognized as a I don't want to say industry expert or whatever, but like as as a source of, of good information. And I think that some dudes just they cannot they they can't <clears throat> cope with the fact that you can offer a different opinion and that is not you know an indictment of how wrong the original person was it's just hey man there's a different way to do this like Mm -hmm. have you ever thought about it this way and i think healthy discussion is great that we we have to have it right that's where that's where the growth comes from i i 100 agree with you we see a lot of guys that they they just they don't want to hear it they don't ever want to hear that there's another way to do it you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, Hey, good luck with that. That's stupid. I mean, and sometimes they're very legit guys with very legit experience. Um, I think that communication is a huge part of it. I honestly, yeah. don't yeah, uh, be able to see the message through the bullshit is, is something that people need to consider. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, everyone's experiences are relative, like, especially in, in the field or will not feel in, in, in the world of, of carrying a gun um, and um, whether you do that as a civilian, as law enforcement or, or military, um, your individual experience is, is you want to drive, you know, your opinion or your ego or whatever. Um, but some, some people just can't let it go. And yeah. uh, you know, there are other people out there that are, um, although I, I don't always agree with their tactics in terms of how they're going about, trying to have those conversations, but, um, like guys like X-Ray Alpha, I think it's his, mm-hmm. um, his Instagram, um, mm-hmm. the whole thing with Travis Haley and that they had with the, the quote unquote negligent discharge, accidental discharge, whatever they ended up calling it. Um, I mean, those conversations are, are tough because there's a lot of people that 
don't want to hear that kind of stuff. Um, that really, uh, and not to, not to talk about it whatsoever about Travis Haley or, or his company or, or anything that, that he puts out because I, I don't own Haley strategic. Um, but those conversations are hard for some people to listen to because they're so invested in sometimes people that they don't even know that have courses mm-hmm. that they've never even taken. Um, it's just odd, man. The, the internet and social media is so odd. You, you've got a lot of white knighting going on for everyone. It, it, it truly is for everybody. And I mean, it happens with people that I'm friends with that sometimes I'll read comments of people, white knighting, white knighting guys that I know that, that are legit, but I'm just like, good Lord, man, like qu- quit swinging on people's nuts. Just <laughs> be happy. Be happy that that stuff's out there. Be happy that that information's yeah. out there. That you're having the discussion right right that that there yeah. are people that are spending their time and a lot of times their money to share stuff that they experienced or knowledge they have um is huge and i think a lot of times you get sullied or people miss miss the boat because they they just they don't understand maybe how to interpret that stuff or or they mm-hmm. get offended or it's an ego thing so I, man, in, in terms of like a takeaway from that, that topic, I think just people need to start, if they want to call this a community, then they need to start acting like it's, you need to start doing things that a community would do. Um, and community, like, you know, yes, there's going to be little tips and little fights in communities, but overall the reason why community is, it should exist to begin with is to, to benefit everybody that considers themselves part of that community. So right. when you start, when you start attacking, you know, fellow community members over silly shit and, and calling people out and holding grudges and stuff, it, it doesn't do anything. It, it's just, it's so stupid. And um, hopefully um, as some of these hard conversations continue to be had, then, um, then people will start getting over themselves or they'll just, you know, realize that they're just going to be ignored in the future. Uh, you know, oh, trolls, trolls are great. Memes are funny, but it, at, at some point it's not productive, you know? Well, and it's, it, it's, it's usually always about something dumb too. Like, you know, uh, Oh, well, do you look at the magwell when you reload or not? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't like, can we have a discussion about it? Like I got ripped up for, or somebody tried to rip me up for that, you know, uh, online. And it's like, well, maybe I should, you know, uh, <clears throat> that's a good point maybe i should start yeah. working that well, into you know what there's show. things there's things to like rip people on like to their face there's things to rip people on privately that's just i do it to everyone man and i'm sure like i don't put myself out there but there's plenty of shit that that i'm not good at and that i would i get absolutely ripped on but there's a time and a place for it you know um and i think i yeah. think that's what missed a lot of times is is when people are trying to offer a place to to share information and you know create that community, then uh, a lot of times it, it gets it just gets something gets lost in translation and it turns into this this troll fest of ridiculous comments over like you're saying over silly shit that really shouldn't make any difference. To well, me. And it's 
you almost as somebody who's because i've done it you know you type out a comment and then you erase it and you type it again and and you erase it and it's like you almost i think you you should you should look at it like is this really going to help or is it going to make it worse like don't just you know jump on the pile and add to the fire if somebody does something that's bad i mean they may like we were just saying you know a few moments ago like it, it may they may just not know what they don't know and maybe it just takes only know what you know yeah yeah maybe it just takes somebody maybe that it's maybe you're that person that day that says hey man you know you're doing this like applaud the effort um maybe look at changing this this and this or you know more often than not when i get like good input from people not like hey you're doing a good job but like hey man you need to fix this 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 whatever because of these reasons it's usually in private it's like direct messages and like, I think that's the way to go about it. Like, don't like tear somebody down publicly. I just, I don't think it's necessary. And if you really want to help, you know, I mean, give them a like, whatever, send them a message, like do what you can and, and, and kind of move on. Um, right. When, I mean, when in any other type of, in any other circumstance where you're going to communicate someone, communicate with somebody is, is that appropriate? It's never appropriate. So why should we apply or why should we not apply the exact same courtesies and behaviors to to talking to each other about tactics or gear or whatever um it's just it's just a bizarre thing that people do in this so-called community and um i I just really hope it hope it stops um unless it's something where it's going to get somebody killed you know where it's it's just blatantly reckless and you know that's the only time i'm in i mean yeah that should be called out absolutely yeah i will i will i will support that but like you know, I just saw a post today, like somebody's like, oh, I'm going to start calling people out if I, if they post pictures or videos and I can see printing on their concealed carry gun. And it's like, <laughs> everyone prints, well, hates them. It's um, like, it's, is it really the best use of your time or are you just going to feed into the same toxic bullshit? Like maybe you need right, to talk, right. like send them a message like, Hey, <clears throat> you should look into a different holster, man. Or, Hey, you're really printing, you know, it, it's, it's really obvious. I know some printing is is okay but this is really obvious you might want to look into it or whatever like be constructive just being a, a, right. an asshole there's, to there's, someone there's like, help person, anyone. Man. Uh, yeah. that example um like you just gave two ways to approach it the way i think i would approach that um if i were going to spend the time to talk to someone about it is dude i've got like i'm one of those guys that buys a lot of shit so i have yeah, um i will very quickly figure out that i either love it or or don't love it um but i i've run a lot of different holsters like especially iwb stuff and to see if i'm gonna like it and i've landed on a few that i know i'm consistently like but um just reach out and say hey what type of holster is that like who who made that who made the your whatever iwb you're running Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, oh, it's T-Rex arms or, oh, it's, it's, uh, uh, TXC or whoever. And then kind of start the conversation from there. Oh, cool. I've got one of those too. Like, where are you running it? Like, what kind of clip are you running? Stuff like that. Like target the, what's causing the issue, why that person might be printing or maybe they're wearing in a way that's not as efficient for them. They'll end up, you say like, well, Hey, I used to wear it like that. And I recognize that this was better for me maybe it's better for you too um that's always people, one with new shooters yeah. and moving them to appendix is is having that conversation yeah and it, it is like an awkward thing for god and you don't know how long somebody how much experience somebody has in something or yeah. um, how long someone's done something but 
um, you know, it's funny with all this stuff being said, um, I do have to bring up something funny that, that I, I'm not going to name any names, but, uh, more or less something was posted in relation to a, a, a way to mount an optic where, where an optic could be mounted. That oh, this person really yeah. Um, that it's something that was dispelled like by basically the person's calling it innovative more or less. They're saying that they're an innovator because they're running an optic um, like way, way forward on a handguard. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to me. I had a private conversation just really brief about how that's another problem is that people think people either don't do their research or, or they just don't care but they'll they'll claim that they're innovators for something that's been dispelled different. that's been dispelled for a decade yep uh, by the people that actually and innovated that technique or or that pro- whatever you know forever ago it's just funny to me that 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 still happens and um yeah don't don't run your fucking optic on your handguard yeah, please. I mean, that's yeah. that was a thing that was done. Yeah, like you said years and years ago when people were still rocking the 18 inch uh, M16s with the uh, like the weird offset mounts that put the aim point out over the handguard. But even then, it wasn't attached to the handguard; it was attached to the carry handle. There were yeah, so there were some guys that were doing it. Um, I'm a dork, and I like I love researching that kind of stuff and figuring out kind of where where things came from. Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, methods that people use, equipment, people use, whatever. Um, but, um, so Delta guys and some Debra guys started to use or mount optics like way forward, um, on their CQBRs, um, for several reasons. And then they, they started to recognize that, either a there were products that mitigated the problems that they thought they were fixing uh, or there were other techniques they could use that mitigated the problems that they thought they were experiencing and then they realized that it wasn't the most efficient way to do it and that there were there are ways to to fix the problems that you know how like sometimes people will create problems that they then have to fix yeah. those problems for so they realized that those that that it really wasn't helping them, which is why no one does it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and like it or not, like guys at that that higher level that that are you know using equipment more than really anyone else does, whether that be guys that are on like a super high tempo SWAT team or guys that are you know special operations guys, are really the guys that drive a lot of that side of it but like you were saying before in terms of like what has happened in the last like especially the last five years but the last decade or so was with the civilian world or really the, the tactical world in general is um in terms of kit you've got a ton of civilian owned companies um some of which are our former military or former law enforcement but a lot of guys that aren't that are creating stuff that is super innovative and that military and law enforcement guys are adopting and using because they recognize how innovative it is and how efficient it is and how much it helps them, you know, perform their duties better. Um, yeah. And I think that's really cool. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff 
out there right now that um, the guys are making that uh, that is truly helpful. And it, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Um, I, mean, I mean, there there are guys running around with, you know, shitty play carriers that, you know, they bought off some airsoft website. Um, and the plate doesn't sit where it's supposed We had a right. guy in my beautiful class this weekend and his, his rear plate bag was sitting, <clears throat> it was, <laughs> is, is pretty low. It was pretty bad. But I mean, there's, and some of those guys are still, you know, they're not, they're not fuds. They're not, they're not stupid. And they might, they might perform well in courses, but just imagine like if, if there's, if you set yourself up for, you know, the, the cliche, you set yourself up for success, whatever. Um, I feel like when people talk about kit, not really being as, you know, it's, well, the, the kid doesn't make the, the man, you know, um, like kit won't always help you. Um, you're right. It won't. But if it, if it offers you the opportunity to, to do something more efficiently or to maybe have a, a, something at your disposal that you otherwise wouldn't have had or be more comfortable or be able to get into different positions or access things from different positions, carry more or less of something in a different way, then yeah. that is really important. And at the end of the day, that, that might save your life. So I think it's like a, it, there's a, there's a fine line between people that, are gear holders and own every every fucking thing that every company produces and the guys that buy that stuff to kind of do TNE a little bit on it and see what they think about it and decide whether or not it's going to be useful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think I'm on the other. <laughs> I like to think I'm on the second group, but um, I'm sure, you know, just like with anything, you got guys that, that will give people shit for how much gear they buy or how much gear they own. But, um, well, I mean, but it's a good point. <clears throat> you know, I mean, if you're going to, I mean, I don't have a problem that anybody, you, it's your money, right? Like you spend it however you want, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I would hope that's to to try out some of this stuff and see how it works for your own, your own personal use case in the scope of, I, I will say, I'll take that a step further and say in the scope of accomplishing your goal effectively, you know, um, <clears throat> there's not necessarily a huge reason why you need to buy, uh, you know, these huge load bearing plate carriers. If you're in a, I mean, I guess there could be, but typically if you're in a non-permissive, more urban environment where maybe discretion and a more covert setup is going to be beneficial to you, you know, don't go out and buy three, four five of these, you know, uh, scalable plate carriers where you can zip on giant backpacks and have, you know, 12 mags across the front and you're not going to hide from anybody. You're just going to stick out. I mean, time and place for everything go up, but, but I mean, yeah, go ahead and buy the stuff, try it out. And I, but again, in the scope of, is this going to help me better achieve what my goal is in the constraints that I have to operate? You know, the yeah, environment. You're, you're why um, there's a lot of guys out there that talk about it all the time. It's, it's what, what is like, why are you carrying these things? What, what purpose are you trying to achieve? What goal are you trying to achieve? Or what are you trying to attain by carrying what you're carrying, deciding maybe not to carry something um, that someone else might think is really important that you really don't think is important. Um, and, and like your posts from earlier, and I think you mentioned it, um, the uh, how many mags should you carry uh, mm-hmm. discussion is, is a huge one. Um, because I don't, uh, 
you know, th- this sounds like a weird way to say this, but it's also like, what do you expect to encounter? You know, like, sure, you can't always, you can't always base your, your planning on what you would normally expect because, um, like life's not normal. It's, it's, you know, an abnormal experience because you never know what could happen. Um, but like in, in, in my case, um, I'm almost always running two mags on my carrier and one, two rifle mags on my carrier and one rifle mag on my belt, on my waist. And then obviously one mag in, in the gun. So I'm not, I'm not running that heavy, you know, um, my, well, my law enforcement up, doesn't even do that. A lot of law enforcement doesn't yeah, run a rifle mag right. on the belt, you know? Right. And that's, that's my, that's my play carrier, my patrol vest. Um, I used to run a rifle mag on it. Um, I've had, I've actually kind of bounced back and forth with it. Um, so I, I used to run a rifle mag on my patrol carrier. And I also, I've always run a rifle mag, um, on my belt, my patrol belt. Um, and I think that, it's one of those things, man, where it, it's you only have so much space and patrol carriers and stuff that you have to absolutely carry um, that in in my mind, having that spare mag on my belt was enough for me and what I thought I might encounter on a daily basis when I was when I was in patrol. So um, now is that sometimes not true? Yeah, I mean, you, you've seen it recently um, with with some of these, you know wild ass body cam uh footage that you you know where there's obviously upwards of of 90 rounds being exchanged um so yeah i mean that's a that's a really really bad day and yes would i prefer to have more ammunition um than less yes but i don't know man it's 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 hard to say And, and like i said before it's it's not a static thing um and um like, yes, you want to be consistent with layouts on stuff like all all of the essential items that I carry on belts and carriers vests are more or less in the same exact places um, where I would grab them as uh, kind of a muscle memory thing is more a reaction. Um, and, you know, there's I think there's been a lot of argument lately about that kind of stuff, too. It's like, well, is it really a reaction or are you just are you to the point to where you don't you've kind of overcome that um, lizard brain thing, which I don't, I don't really think that's, it's possible to do that, but um, I think it's important to be consistent with how you lay your stuff out so that if you pick anything, any one belt or vest or whatever, if you have several up, then it's, you're going to feel the same way. Um, Like, well, a it's it, to me, it's an aesthetic thing too. I think that I'm, I'm pretty OCD about stuff. So I want my stuff to look squared away and look like it's not, you know, falling off of me and be worn how it should be worn. But the big thing is that I want those things to be in the same places so that when I try to, when I try to access them, I'm not grabbing uh, a fucking radio when I think I'm grabbing a magazine, you know? And we've seen that in the news too, unfortunately, right? Uh, with with officers thinking they're deploying their taser, right? Oh and yeah, their handgun, and and that's not even necessarily like it's not where I, it's not in the same position that I thought it was. That could just be something that needs to be remedied through through training, 
right? So it's not, it, it, it's certainly, it's not a two-dimensional conversation, you know, I mean, but taking, I a hundred percent agree with the, the notion of caring for your gear, taking care of it. Like I, I think, I think one of the dumbest things that, that people throw around out there right now is like, you're like, I got this comment before, uh, your gear is clean, too clean. And it's like, oh, you must not train. It's like, well, do I not train enough or do I just take care of my gear? Like I'm there's, you know, something to be said for using your gear and beating it up a bit. Right. But there's also something to be said to take care of your gear. And if you buy quality, it's going to show wear a lot better over time. You know, it's not going to fall yeah, apart. Yeah. Dude, having salty gear and, and treating your gear, quote unquote, rough, being rough on gear and equipment and stuff like that shouldn't mean that you treat it like shit um because that it it's it's so counterproductive to have this stuff that that you have to be life-saving um hopefully but then turn around and and be proud of treating it like shit it's so stupid to me um like yeah you 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 might run stuff to the point to where you feel like um like you know it's if it's lifespan has ended um, but I, I'm not going to keep something on my kit that to the point to where it's so salty and, and so beat up that I think it might fail, you know? Yeah, and I exactly. think it's become, I don't know if it's like an air, not to knock on airsoft kids, but I don't know if it's like just become a, uh, you know, want to be fucking seal, whatever <laughs> operator guy. Yeah. And like, um, listen, I like AR one and two as much as the fucking next guy, but, um, you know, buying like, I need to buy the saltiest gear from this Instagram reseller and uh, I need to set it up. And, and like, they think that look like my favorite seal. Yeah. Yeah. They see photos of guys and they don't realize that, that those guys have set up their carriers in ways that, that they've recognized are the most efficient ways to set them up for their current environment, their, their, whatever mission they have, like, whatever and they think that like the way that that set up is either like this um that oh they just did it that way because they you know because they're they're whatever man it's it's <laughs> it's just really funny to me to think about something that should be a life-saving piece of equipment um and treating it like shit because it's like a fad yeah it's just it, that's all it is is it's like a, it's a flex on social media and i get it like to an extent you know you I mean, you want to train in your gear. I think that if your primary concern with some of this is is looking like that so that somehow that will translate to people taking you more seriously, um, I think you might be focusing on, on the wrong things. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I think that, <clears throat> like you said, you, you could buy dirty gear. You can buy shitty gear. It doesn't mean that you're proficient with it or well-educated or even that it's going to work well. I mean look at a lot of the shit that, you know, is 20 years old now or 10 years old. Even a lot of that gear, those fucking huge plate carriers, those huge condor plate carriers and everything that were what everybody was rocking back in 04 and what we run now, like a, a Pharaoh Slickster, right? Both work. Uh, I would argue that for, for the majority of folks, a Slickster is probably going to be a little bit more serviceable unless you're planning on, you know, deploying to a war zone you need to load the thing down with a, a ton of shit um older beat up gear doesn't does not at all translate to uh 
level of proficiency or, or anything like that. And yeah, I agree with you, man. Right. It's, it's just, it's just an optic. It's, it's, you know, everything <laughs> now is optics and, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's just a way for, for people to feel like they, you know, may, maybe it's like, a it's, uh, it makes them feel warm and fuzzy that they have shit that's beat up and, you know, frayed <laughs> and whatever else. But I think a lot of guys see that stuff. Um, and, you know, sometimes, for example, like, it, I, I can't speak for military dudes, but just from friends that I've talked to, like, they recognize something is beat up and they either a can't replace it because they don't have anything to replace it with, or they're somewhere where it's not feasible for them to, to be able to replace it right then and there. So, um, which is why you have contingencies with everything, you know? Um, and that's a huge thing that, um, I'll bring him up again, but Blake talks about when, when he does his gear videos is that, um, you know, he's talking about that he has, sometimes backups for backups, you know, like he, he did a job to where he recognizes that that was a reality, that things that he's in a field, things do and will break. And, um, you know, I think everyone should consider that though. Um, like just because you're not a recon Marine doesn't mean that your shit's not going to fucking fall apart if you don't take care of it. So, um, or that you might be in a really shit situation and something that you thought was fine breaks, you know, um, because I don't care like how nice the gear is that you buy or the gun you own or the optic you own, like everything fucking breaks. Yeah. <laughs> so, like and it breaks when you, when you really need it to work. Exactly. And I mean, and I, the same thing can go with, you know, <clears throat> it's not really supporting equipment, I guess, but like fucking batteries, like carry spare batteries with you. Why is that oh, yeah. not built into a place on your kit? Well, well, I change my batteries on a regular basis. Like, well, quality control is never 100%. You, you tell me you've never, you know, gone and thrown some double A's in the remote and two weeks later, the thing's dead again. Like, does it happen a lot? No, but does it happen? Yeah, man, you can get a dud or something. Like, carry extra batteries with you. Like, contingency plan around your gear and, right. yeah. and, and, and know, you know, I mean, how you're going to respond accordingly. Like, you have an EOTech or an aim point, right? great optics with great lifespans on batteries and everything. And yet a lot of us still run backup irons. Why? Because shit goes sideways. You know I mean? Come on. It, it, it's common well, sense. I, here's a hot take for me. I'll be honest with you. I don't run, uh, I don't run backup irons on rifles, but I, I don't need <laughs> anymore because I have high rise mounts and stuff, but like a lot of guys do. And it's, I, I'm not, I guess I'm certainly just not against the, the concept of running a backup. No, you know what I'm, I mean? I'm, not either man and then there's reasons and and a guy that will talk to you a lot and explain the why behind that is is will uh stops and pews um the guy is a absolutely fantastic shooter um it's very super knowledgeable with with dots um and optics in general and um you know we'll actually lay out an explanation a detailed explanation as to why he defends that position about uh backup sites and and we've had conversations just in a group setting that to where we we all give each other shit and um and we'll we'll joke control on each other about stuff like that but at the end of the day like i think what's important is is can you back up what your 
can you support what your claim is? Can you support what your position is? And if you can't, then, then how did you come to that position to begin with? Um, did you, did you get it from people you watched? Did you get it from whatever open source information you've had access to? Or did you just decide on your own that that was the gospel and, and go from yeah. there and just, win, well, and, you know? and even just being able to have that conversation <clears throat> with, with people that this is what you like, this is what they like. Let's talk about it. If at the end of the day you change their mind or they change yours or maybe not, you know, I think you don't have to change anyone's mind is the, is the thing. I think people get caught up in that is they, they want, they want so badly for somebody to adopt their position because, um, because they just know that it's, it's the right one and that you miss, you miss the entire, you know, what, what's the saying? Uh, you miss the forest for the trees. Yeah. Um, you can see the forest through the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's unfortunate that, that it's like that, but I mean, it's, I think a lot of it is just how bombarded with content and information that we are, that you, you have stuff coming at you from, from, 300 different sources and a lot of it is conflicting and um does it mean that the two things that are conflicting or the two dozen things that are conflicting aren't all right no it doesn't mean that at all i mean they could all be right at the same time and it's all based off of relative education and experience and the intellect behind what that position is and I'll even I'll even go so far to say that if you have, you know, a bunch of conflicting information or even a bunch of people agreeing with something that doesn't that's not an indication oh, that no. it's right either, because right, it's an echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, uh, social media being what it is and a driver for some people's personal income, <clears throat> there's guys out there that'll just shill for products and, yeah. and sometimes buy followers. You know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're good products and it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. More often than not, it's, they're not good products because the good ones don't need people to do that. But, you know, just because everyone's saying, Hey man, you got to go out and buy, you know, this rifle light, or you got to run, you know, this, you know, you got to run the T-Rex plate carrier because, you know, Lucas is awesome. And it's like, well, he's a good shooter and they, they do good, good work there. But that doesn't mean that you should, you know, up and sell your, your Pharaoh or your Spiritus or your cry kit and go buy that. He even came out on his own video and said, don't do that. Like that's not this, it's not a good thing to do. You know, if you're looking for a plate carrier, here's the pros and cons to ours. So I think that's, you know, it's like the the pitfalls or, or the danger, right. Of, of social media is that, you know, a lot of people think that that crowds, uh, I guess, crowd-based support or that, that herd mentality is a, is indicative of you're doing the right thing. And it, yeah. it really just yeah. isn't. You know, well, and you run into an issue too. Is is the what you know, what have you done for me lately, folks? Like, sure, it, like, do they have a ton of experience in a certain area? Did they do X Y Z for however many years and um, have all this knowledge for the instructors for this that whatever? But things, especially in in this world, in in the world of of you know whatever equipment guns shooting sports whatever training um it, it's evolved so much in the last five years that just just saying well this is how we did it when i was this is not enough anymore um 
yeah, that that might be a piece of the puzzle and saying that, well, this is how we did it when I did this might be important relative to some things, but anymore, you need to continue to find ways to support your positions beyond just, well, I was this at one point or I did this at one point. Um, be, because I think that's what's creating a lot of the hostility uh, in this community is that people like you were saying earlier, either, either egos, you know, everyone in, in the military will tell you that um, they, they give everyone else and every other unit or every other brand shit for exi- basically just existing. Right. Yeah. Law enforcement does the same exact thing. Every department is full of a bunch of gumshoe. Um, you know, we call them slugs. Um, that don't know what they're doing and this department's lazy oh that department never fucking wants to do anything or they're trained like shit or they've got shitty equipment um whatever but the core issue is that if if you if you take all that stuff and consider that everyone is doing it right yeah (laughs) everyone's giving each other shit then you're then you're able to reckon to kind of like sift through all of that shit and say Okay, well, who actually has the best information? Who who's saying like who might troll every once in a while, but who can offer me the most consistent information about what they know, like their where their experience lies and where their their ability to educate others and um, you know what have you? That, that's that's what I seek when I'm looking for information is. Yes, this person may have done this or that, but have they continued to educate themselves beyond the scope of of whatever relative understanding they had when they did those things? You know, um, I think that's what's important. So guys that accept that, although they're doing they they had done this job, that they are still students and that they still yes have a ton of room to to grow and to learn new things they maybe never even considered. Yeah. I mean, we see it with educators, right? I mean, in the educators in the classical sense that they, they, they further themselves, they go get their masters after they have their bachelors or they go back and they get a second degree. I mean, they're always trying to further their own position. Yeah. 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 So this, I mean, it, it, and given that a lot of this is life and death that you're really, I mean, contextually talking about here, uh, I think that's even more important that you have people uh, holding themselves accountable, right. And wanting to, uh, to strive to, to maintain that. I don't want to say relevancy, but, uh, I mean, ultimately that's what it is. You know, you want to be up to date, you want to be current, you want to be challenging the, the institutionalized concepts that, that we're all, you know, we have all kind right, of you definitely get challenging. It, like it, people think, hear that term, like being challenged and it's like, this negative connotation, but it shouldn't be negative. Um, and you know, what I was getting at with, with the guys that are always giving each other shit about stuff is it's almost like they, uh, in not, not everyone, but a lot of times guys, um, I feel like that's their position of that's how they explain their why, like their, their position of authority is that, well, this was best because it's what because i know it was best because it's what i used you know and what you exactly. used was wrong it's yeah. like the i don't know if you've ever seen the meme of um 
I think I posted once where it's like, uh, it's like some type of monkey and he's got, he's sitting in like a laptop and he's like, um, no coconuts are better. And then there's a gorilla and he's like, no bananas are better. Or, or they're like arguing. And the one says both good. Like, it's like, like high port and low port, right? This is a great mm -hmm. example. High port and low port. They're, they they're work. both fine. They're, they both work. There are tons of people and units and whatever across the fucking world that will tell you that based on circumstances and situations or doctrine or whatever, both fucking work and both have been working mm -hmm. for a long time. So when people argue over, like you were saying earlier about people arguing about dumb shit about printing or as long as you're not pointing a fucking rifle at my back, then I don't really care whether you're running your gun high port or low port. Now, does that mean that you shouldn't have a why you shouldn't have a reason if you are uh, in, in a team setting? No, it doesn't mean that it means it, the complete opposite. Yeah, you should have a doctrine of some sort that you follow. You should have policies so that there is consistency, but it doesn't mean that the other way is wrong. Right. Well, I think it's kind of something that's that's good to point out. And maybe this is kind of what we wrap on too, is we've talked about a bunch of different stuff in this you know past hour conversation we've had, talked about gear and everything. At no point <clears throat> did either of us point out that, you know, talking about gear, right? You have to run this. You have to like we both like the slickster, but we never said at any point this is what you have to have, otherwise it's wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, I mean it's if it, it achieves is, the goal, it's it's right. Right, exactly. And, and and until until someone's maybe given you a better frame of reference or a different lens to to look at it and say, Well, oh man, there's another option. Maybe this option might be even better than the slickster for me. And then they're given the opportunity to try it out, which is great. That's a great thing about um, a lot of a lot of training courses now, too, is you've got um, people from every background and every type of every manufacturer's kit and and carrier and belt and pouch and whatever the fuck else. Um, you've got a lot of guys coming together that otherwise would have never met each other that mm -hmm. get to each other's kit and pick people's other guys weapons up and whatever else helmets everything and and take a look at these things and 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 be able to physically say huh that might be a better option for me or i really like this material i think you know this mag pouch has been wearing weird and i keep having to go through like i don't want to change the position of this mag pouch or whatever pouch and it's wearing weird and i keep having to replace it but this one's made of something different maybe i should try that you know giving being able to have the options and physically see them is cool and i think that's a huge plus for being able to go physically go to training courses and and you know have these experiences experiences with with folks that you otherwise would have never met um and I, I do have a little bit more time i've got like another like 10 minutes or so um yeah. we can kind of chat and and it's funny you brought up not um not swinging off of uh pharaoh's nuts um but i do i do love <laughs> they make good stuff. stuff man i like their 100%, stuff man um i've i've been running slicksters for a, a, quite a while and um like yeah sure they have there are some things about them that could be improved um 100 they're not load bearing um do you need a load bearing carrier you know it's a huge it's a big question if you do maybe there's another option for you 
um, stuff like that. Um, one thing, you know, I think we had talked about, I don't remember if I sent you a photo of it, but I had utilized, um, I think it's, it's LBT or LBX. I think it's LBX, which I know is like an airsoft. It's like the airsoft side of LBT, but, um, it's decent bought, stuff. honestly, my brother has, yeah, one they make, years. they it's, make it's great stuff. Good. So it's like a duffel. And I can't remember if I sent you a photo if I, if did. I didn't. Yeah. I did. Okay. So, yeah. So I use it as just like a general purpose. Like just, I tossed, I hate to say this, but I taught, I would just toss like random shit in it. Like it was just like my carry all, like nothing important, but it was like stuff like, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to use this, but I, it's just in my truck. Like, and it just carried random bullshit in it until finally my, my, the intended use for it was, was supposed to be to be like, a, a kit ready bag like a, like a just a kit bag and to where i could remove it from my truck <clears throat> and put it really anywhere um mm -hmm. but um especially my partner's truck um and we actually have our truck set up to where they're almost identical so like if if one person's we we could swap seats and we would know where everything is so um basically i finally got around to setting that thing up about it's probably about three months ago, I think. Um, and, and it's, it's great, man. So I've, I've, uh, you were talking about like preparedness and batteries and stuff earlier. Um, yeah, this goes for, for any profession, a, a civilian law enforcement, whatever, um, create a bag to where you could effectively and efficiently tote your shit around that you think you might need, uh, beyond just, and I'm not saying carry this shit around everywhere. I'm I'm not huge on having a bag full of shit in your car that might get broken into. Um, just probably because I have to deal with that stuff on that you know, happens. My, yeah. my end. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But um even if it's just something that you store somewhere that you have access to that you can just grab and you don't have to dick with thinking, oh fuck, do I have CR one, two, three A's? Oh, do I have twenty thirty twos? Do I have triple A's? Do I have spare fucking socks whatever yeah but like create a bag to where you can effectively carry your stuff around and it and make it to where it's laid out in a way that makes sense that you're not digging through it to get to things that you might need yeah, but you it, don't want to be you don't want to take your kid out of the bag so that you can get to your spare batteries you know and it doesn't have to be something super i mean some of you guys I mean, you're professionals that like that, that shit is what you do, you know? So it makes sense that you have some, some nicer stuff or some more, some better thought out ways of doing it, but you, know, you can get, it doesn't have to be anything super high speed. It doesn't have to be a Pelican or seahorse or whatever, you know, but to your point, it could literally you, be anything. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, you know, I bought, I think it was like 30 bucks. I got like, it's, it's like a really cheap imitation of a Pelican that I got from like home Depot that, uh, it's a hard case on, and one end has wheels on it, but like, I just have all my shit in there and I organized yeah, it, it all could, my crap with, a, with like dock pouches a, with, uh, you know, sort right, of stuff and batteries and hearing protection and extra clothes. And like, like you said, socks, like some good Marina wools and actually not some good ones, but I think they're okay. I got them at like Costco's actually pretty cheap and they're super comfortable. You know, should, yeah. 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 You know, they're good then, man. They make vodka, they make shoes, they make make everything stocks so yeah you're good man uh yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was gonna say i mean you can use literally a fucking piece of luggage you know like it doesn't matter what you're carrying oh, yeah. stuff is. um like as long as it's thoughtful 
like if it's if you've if you've put some thought into how you might access things and and when you might need to access them like my my bag is set up in terms of the big section um it's it's got um it's got loop velcro around the whole side so i have my different placards and panels um that i might use depending on what i'm doing already pre-set up stuck to the sides i have my my belt my first line my carrier stuff like that um put in the bag the way that i would take it out to to put it on uh you know so when i'm donning or doffing it's going back it's coming out of the bag or going back in the bag the way that it it would be put on me or come off of me um so i'm not dicking with oh fuck i've got to you know set my belt down first or i've got to set my carrier down so that i can put my belt like you know you get where i'm going you get where i'm going with that yeah, i mean it, it, i was just gonna say it goes back to kind of the, the some of the elements we were talking earlier where you keep your you know, your, your mag pouches and, and your, you know, your, your first line gear in the same position in the same, uh, state, you know, every time, so every time you reach for it, it's, you know, what condition it's in, you know, that it's going to be there or, or how it feels and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same way there where, yeah, you know, yeah, no matter which one you grab, you're covered. Um, it's just spending. And like, like I was talking about, I mean, it goes right back to what I talked about forever ago with the handcuffs. Like, if you if you start paint, I mean it's a domino effect, man. If you start paying attention to the little shit that you do day to day, whether it's something like carrying handcuffs to where that's a that's a part of your daily life in law enforcement mm-hmm. as in patrol, or whether you're a civilian and you're you're something that you do daily is the way that you carry your fucking keys, um, or the way that you carry your wallet, or the way you carry your gun. Um, that if you start recognizing that there are ways to do things more or less efficiently um, and ways that will benefit you in whatever your goal might be. Um, then it, it, it's a domino effect. It's an, av- you know, it turns into this avalanche of, of thought and it, and hopefully it's thought provoking. Hopefully those are things to where, you know, as soon as you do one small thing, you can say, Oh, well shit, since I changed this, maybe if I change something bigger um you know it'll benefit me more um and i know it's something that you you talk about in terms of your your fitness goals and stuff like that and something i know fitness is something that you really like adopted um and and it it, it is tough um but it is man i am am trying it is (laughs) it's a grind for sure yeah and it's tough i mean it's tough for everybody like even guys that that are in great shape like it's not easy just because you're you're in good shape does not make it any easier to yeah, either maintain shape to maintain. yeah right and but what i'm getting at is is if you start considering small facets of your your daily life the things that you do whether it's professionally or not and fix them so that they're that they better you they work for you and figure out what your why is and how to achieve that you're, you're going to be so much better off in the long run and you're going to want to improve yourself. You're going to want to seek instruction and you're, you're going to want to have those conversations with people that are like-minded. Um, and, and I, I hope that, I hope that we kind of get through this kind of weird, like teenage, I guess you could call it like teenage area of it's the like type of yeah. yeah. Um, and, and get into that more, um, 
you know, that, that age to where people want to be intellectuals and they, and they want to be academics in the world of, of shooting and. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we will, I think it's going to take a little while, but I think we will. I mean, if you think, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we had like two sides to what was going on with people that were competition shooters and then you had people on the tactical shooting side and like, that was it. There was very little crossover. And I think we're kind of starting to see even that is starting to merge and, oh yeah, huge. Yeah. you know, bleed together and, and, and things are starting to, you know, mature and evolve and to a point where as a community now, you know, law enforcement and military are looking at a lot of the civilian type side, uh, side of things and go from a practical shooting standpoint, from a practical gear standpoint, you know, what makes sense We're you know, you're seeing less of that, like you had said earlier, we've always done it this way. So we're just going to keep teaching it this way or whatever. Um, you know, that, that is starting to be phased out as, you know, people are retiring and, uh, and, and just the information sharing between, uh, individuals on social media and the internet is, is really huge and all that as well. I think it's coming. I think, it, you know, like anything in a, in a giant culture and community, like, like this space, right. It's just going to take time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get us in a, in a big vacuum of of uh, silly bullshit on the internet. But, um, you know, as much as I've kind of griped and on, you know, how difficult it is to kind of sift through that stuff, um, I'd rather have the ability to seek out information open source and have folks um, out there that are willing to share that stuff um, yeah, than definitely. not at all. Um, yeah. I'd rather be, I'd rather need to sift through all the nonsense and all the fucking trolling and, and bullshit, um, and be able to find that one, that one person or those two people that really do want to present information to people and, and offer them, um, different ways and different, you know, different lenses than not having it at all. Cause not having it at all would I mean, we'd be in the stone age. Uh, yeah, you know, it would set us back, you know, decades and decades. Yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd, you know, be, you'd be, you'd be, you know, fucking borrowing your buddies, uh, whatever that shit was called. The, uh, what was the Magpul? I, I can't believe I can't think of it, but the art of uh, the art of the car. Oh, uh, the Magpul Dynamics DVDs. Magpul Dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be like getting VHS, like rewinding your Magpul VHS. Shit, if you like, still got that today, dude, those things go for a lot of money on eBay. I don't know why <laughs> they do. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm happy that that stuff exists and I'm happy that there are guys that are willing to, to dedicate um, themselves and their time uh, to, to teaching and to sharing information. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just as guilty as not getting out there uh, as often as I'd like to um, or as I should, but I, uh, I really, I'm making it a goal to, um, to kind of expand uh, the frequency in which that I'm, I'm going out there and experiencing new courses and stuff like that. So, um, hopefully I'm going to have the opportunity now that my, my schedule's kind of changed a little bit. Um, and we're, we're knock on wood getting, uh, another body in the unit that I'm in. So, um, I'm hoping to be a little more involved in the Orion stuff and getting out there with those guys and uh, doing some instructor development and, and learning from those guys. And, and, um, um, but really any opportunity, um, if I see something that I really think is, uh, that, you know, grabs me, um, I'm going to do what I can to try to, to, uh, work it into my schedule. Absolutely, man. 
And I, and, and on that note, I, I, I appreciate you taking, taking time to, to join me for this and, and have this discussion. I think it's been awesome. You know, um, I think that, you know, I mean, obviously I, I think that this is incredibly valuable because it's my podcast, but <laughs> just the discussion and, and the, uh, the positive sharing of information with folks, you know, uh, this is all part of it, you know, it all kind of plays into, into a lot of different things. And, uh, and I think it's, it's incredibly valuable. So I, I appreciate you making the time and, and coming on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm glad that I, that finally got on, man. Sorry that it took me so damn long. I mean, it should happens, right? I mean, uh, but it, it it's cool that it finally did. And uh, I look forward to hopefully being able to bring you back on in the future here. And we'll, you know, do some yeah, more. Yeah, we'll have to do like a, I don't know how many people you can have. I'm, I'm like not super tech savvy, but so maybe we, we need to do like a, uh, like a group thing. See if we can get a couple yeah. in here and, and, uh, and stir the pot a little bit. Oh yeah. We could, uh, we can get Blake on here. We could talk about why dump pouches are important. You know, we could do all kinds of fun stuff for sure. I'm, I'm I'm uh, caressing my dump pouch right now as we speak. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, he commented on my, uh, my video from my class this weekend because uh, I, I I mean I have one on my belt and it's basically only four classes when I have empty mags that I don't want to just drop on the ground. But yeah, man, no, it's good. And uh, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do this uh, some more. And uh, it's good stuff, brother. I really appreciate it. All right, man. No worries. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care. All right. So that was my conversation with, with Burke. Uh, great dude, very insightful. Honestly, a departure from what a lot of uh, my guests have been, you know? And I'm very fortunate to make connections with all these guys. And I say that after every one of these conversations, because I really do consider myself to be, you know, blessed to, to have these interactions and, and be friends with this this many, you know, just exceptional people. But you know, Burke is, is law enforcement, you know, and law enforcement only, uh, which is a unique perspective. And just like a lot of the guys that have only served in the military, I know we've had several on this, this podcast that have, that have spent time in both worlds as well as spent a lot of time as a civilian and, and doing training things in all three realms had an experience in all three of those regards. So it is, it is unique and it's a nice change of pace and uh, very insightful again to, to see, you know, hear his experiences and his thoughts and opinions on a lot of what we talked about. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. I, I surely did Uh really, really cool guy. And I've honestly, I've been, uh, you know, talking to Burke for, I mean, shit, it's probably coming up on, on two years now. You know, I, I think I reached out in like February of last year. He was one of the first people to, uh, you know, to, to really, uh, embrace, uh, what I was trying to do, learning some of the CQB skills, uh, even when it was just, you know, me trying to come around a corner down a hallway and not really understanding what I was doing, uh, really, really just great guy and very willing to help and offer his knowledge. Uh, I remember he sent me like, I think it was like 11 videos or it was broken down in like 11 videos or something like that, trying to explain, you know, what I was doing wrong and really just trying to take the time to, to genuinely help me. Uh, and I think we need, I mean, I mean, we need more people like that in, in the community to help foster growth and explain the right and wrong ways to do certain things to people. Now, I, I know just like we were talking about, there's going to be multiple ways to, to approach a lot of things. And there's, you know, as the old adage goes, there's more than one way to skin a cat, but having people that are willing to share their experience and their knowledge is going to be key in, in helping people like me, you know, absorb that data, do that research and figure out, Hey, what works best for me and what should I be doing? Why shouldn't I be? And, 
you know, maybe you have your own way of doing stuff. And then, you you know, as we were saying, you can kind of defend your position, uh, for lack of a better term, really, but be able to articulate, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, it comes from a place of education, right? Like we, what we had said in our discussion, rather than just, this is what I do. And it is because it's what I've, you know, always done type deal. So great, great conversation. Uh, really looking forward to trying to get him and some of the other guys uh, together and, and back on the podcast and everything in the future. So I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly did. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. This is this was a great episode. Really, really just, just really good discussion. Uh, I can't say enough uh, about how great a guy Burke is and how helpful he is. So uh, I hope you guys learned something. And uh, if not, then thanks for listening anyways. I appreciate it. Go check out our Patreon, sign up there, help support what we're doing here. We got a lot more coming. I've got guests uh, scheduled through the end of next month. You know, we're, we're always working on stuff here. So stay tuned. There's more to come in the future, but until then, like we always say here, get out there, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. 